Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. And this week, Casey's back. Hello. Yay. We are doing a very special episode because it is Valentine's Day. And this episode will be going live on Valentine's Day. And if you have been in my world for a little while, then you know how much I absolutely adore Valentine's Day. I love the hearts. I love the red. I love the I love the glitter. I love the love. I love all of it. And well, maybe Casey. Casey was probably slightly freaked out by my love for the holiday because <laughs> it's right next to her birthday. She never celebrates. But I was like, we have to do something special for Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, I'm laughing at you because of how excited you are. But it's very good to be excited about things. So I support that. Oh, my God. <laughs> never, never um, a more right hand woman statement has been said. <laughs> I will support your crazy ideas. No, I mean, I, for me, Valentine's Day. Well, I'll tell you where it stems from. I was, you know, I studied in Ukraine for the first few years of my life. So I grew up in England and in Ukraine. And in Ukraine, it was a very much a different type of holiday in that Valentine's Day was about friends. We gave each other Valentine's Day cards and they would be like a really tiny little, like less than A3 sized little tiny hearts and they would be glittered and we would give each other different hearts and we would make friends from, you know, with different, with, with people from different classes. And I just always had such a great time because my birthday is in July and you know Christmas wasn't really Christmas in Ukraine like no one really celebrates it the way that they do here you know it was New Year's which is really for old people and then Valentine's Day was like the thing when you are younger so I always got really really excited but for for Valentine's Day and to me it's like a non-negotiable that my partner gets on board and we do something fun for Valentine's and you know Every year, we still celebrate Galentine's with my best friend from uni, and we do something fun every single year. And this year, I wanted to bring some sort of event to to the business because I want to celebrate all of the magic magical mavens that we've got in our membership, and I want to celebrate all of the magical people who celebrate with us, you know, who are in within our world, let's say. So we came up with a really great idea. Yeah, so we've decided that it is going to be self-care week because we all love love and we love love with friends and partners and family, but also self-love, very important. And for us, we think about self-care and self-love as part of the business and part of our business practices. It's not just something that we do in our own spare time. It's something that we try to incorporate into into every part of our lives. And that's why we thought it was important to talk about self-care on a business-focused podcast. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, the irony of this whole day is that I woke up today feeling run down. I've just spent a whole bunch of time with my visiting family. And, like, I took that time off. And bless Casey, she's been holding down the fort. But I've taken, like, the last seven days off. And we were sat outside and I think I caught a chill. 
And I was like, ugh, I really do want to talk about self-care and how we are approaching business. And while it's a little bit ironic to be, you know, nasally and recording a podcast, I think it's an important thing to talk about, particularly in the context of toxic marketing on the see how little I work and I now poo money, you know, scale is what I call it behind the scenes. And also share with you like that sometimes as a business owner, you will have to get things done even when you are feeling slightly, you know, run down or whatever, or nasally or a little bit tired. And that's normal. Like I think so many people hide that element of business and I don't want to hide it. Like I will... I would rather record the episode for 20 minutes and then have that mental load be off my plate than to think about, oh no, I didn't record the thing that I wanted to record because that's just how my brain works. And I think so many business owners are like that and they make themselves wrong for feeling that way. And I think where Casey came into the business and we sort of were talking about toxic work patterns and how we wanted to change that and how we wanted to set up our business to allow for us to do the things that we want to do. So we work out of a spa and gym retreat center and we take breaks and we go and do yoga and we go and do Pilates. And that was a really, really conscious decision to set up the business that way to allow us to do the things that we want to do. And I think that a lot of business owners would be much happier if they were a lot more honest with themselves as to what is a non-negotiable for them and what is a, is a negotiable, right? And for me, recording my content for the week is non-negotiable. I read a uh, meme recently that said, um, you know, the irony of entrepreneurs uh, leaving their 40-hour work week so they can work 80 hours. <laughs> and it, it is very true. And I think that's something that we recognize is, you know, both of us like working a lot. We like dedicating time to to the work that we do. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily work for us to have that time box like nine to five. You work and then you turn off and you do something else. So we've found ways to incorporate self-care into the day so that it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm, I feel guilty for not doing work at, you know, 11.30 a.m., you know, or like because I've decided to take a gym class or I've decided to go for a swim um, or like now I have to work until 630 because I took an extra half an hour for lunch. You know, we don't we don't like to work like that. What we like to do is feel a little in, feel into how what our bodies need. What is what do we need for self-care and then sort of work either more or less depending on, you know, how we feel. Yeah. And by the way, this is my like year long project, getting to a place of feeling good about that, because I would genuinely and Casey will confirm this. I would like to work 24 seven, seven days a week. And then I would like to take like a month off once, like every every 12 months to just be by myself (laughs) 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 to get recreative recharge (laughs) because I just have constant ideas and I'm excited about the work that I do. And I wouldn't do what I do if I wasn't excited by it. Uh, and while I do take, you know, rest and breaks and baths and all the things, right, I genuinely love what I do. And I, do, I think a lot of people say that and they don't really mean it. But I think as business owners who create something that is very passion focused and is coming from a good place, we all tend to get a bit lost in our work. And I found myself on that, you know, hamster wheel of burnout, which we'll talk about in a second, And it's genuinely something that when we went to Gran Canaria 
a few months ago, we sat down and we were like, okay, what are the patterns that we think are toxic that we are exhibiting? And what would we really like to work on? And one of the things was, how can we take this spa-like atmosphere, we called it Island Vibes, and bring it home with us because we were like our best selves on, <laughs> on, on that holiday. Yeah, it's funny. We use that as like whenever some one of us is getting a little too... Uh, intent or focused on work will be like no island vibes island vibes <laughs> and it's a good reminder because I think it's important to acknowledge that this is an experiment you know I, I think neither of us would say we have we have it completely figured out and that we feel completely balanced um, but I think the important thing is that we are open to the flexibility of figuring out what works for us and you know and, and being adaptable and what might work you know, in January maybe doesn't feel right for February and, and how we keep evaluating and keep that conversation open about what's going to work best for us um, and when. Yeah, and I think the other thing is is that we then restructured the company to look at products and, and services and things that we were doing and removed, you know, 95% of them because I, you know, post-traumatic stress after the you know Ukraine war started last year, that was a really difficult thing for me to get through. And I think that it's only really due to Casey's effort and her ability to corral people, <laughs> people like me, <laughs> um, that I managed to sort of sail through that in a, in a way that I probably haven't in stressful situations in the past. And I think we still managed to get a lot of really amazing, great projects done because I had this great support. The reason I'm saying that is because your needs are going to change based on whatever it is that you're going through. Like, no one could have told me in January last year, hey, Elisa, guess what? Your parents are going to get stuck in Ukraine by a fluke, and you're going to have to deal for months and months with a situation. Like, that's not something that you can predict. So sometimes in entrepreneurship, not only can you know do you need to think about what are the policies that you want to implement, but also what's your what's your sort of SOS, SOP almost? Like what happens when things go wrong? Because things are always going to go wrong. Expecting to have island vibes 24-7 is really unrealistic and it's not really necessarily how life works. Because while you might be a master manifester, your husband might not be, or your kids might not be, or your workplace, if you're a nine-to-fiver, might not be. So you might be in good energy all the time, but the universe is always going to bring different lessons and tests to test you, right? So you're going to have to be able to navigate those waters and figure out how can you make your business work when those things happen. Like if one of us needs to have five days off, it's not going to be like, oh my God, Casey, you cannot go away. <laughs> no, no. Like that's why we have a business for you to be able to go and do that. And I, and I fully support that. But you as a business owner, particularly one with or without a team, I want you to think about is your company actually able to function without you for five days? Number one. Number two, do you have the products and services set up in a way where you can take time off? And number three, what is the policy if you do need to take time off? Because for a long time, in the first few years of my business, the policy was, Elisa works all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is just not sustainable. And I think, um, you know, for us, we use the bare minimum kind of scale so we say, okay, today needs to be a bare minimum day. What are the things that absolutely have to get done today so for the business to function versus what are the things that 
should get done so that we're in a good place versus the things that it would be really great if they got done. Sort of that must have, should have, could have. And we we use this as well on a level of what kind of work needs to happen because sometimes, like, like you said, sometimes you wake up ill. And then, you know, what do you do if that's your big day of the week where you've got all your work planned? Well, sometimes we take a step back and we say, okay, today needs to be a bare minimum day. As in, yeah, unfortunately, the, the job does need a few things to happen, but what is that bare minimum so that you can go back to bed? Yeah, and I want to normalize that as a normal company practice. I think we live in this world where we look at, you know, the glossy, bright pink and neon Instagram coaches who are like, I woke up today and then a Chanel bag came and then, you know, my private nanny looked after my kids. And that's not how 99.9% of the people live. And actually, if you work with the people who work with those people... Usually that's not how those people work either. (laughs) It's all an Instagram show. And I think that that's something to bear in mind as well. Like what are you, it's okay if you want to have like the laptop lifestyle where you do do the bare minimum, that's okay. Like you can have a business that's set up that way based on whatever season it is in the life that you are living in life. But most people that I work with are really passionate about what they do and they find it really difficult to switch off. And I'm recording this for you (laughs) because I am that way. I have never really wanted to have a laptop lifestyle. I will actually, no, I'll self-correct that. I have wanted to have a laptop lifestyle when I've been really burnt out. Mm, That's a good transition. So this is partially why we feel really strongly about self-care in the company is because I think, you know, I can speak for both of us. We have both had severe experiences with burnout and one of the things we wanted to do is, one, recognize that being an entrepreneur makes us, puts us in that category of potential burnout. And two, how do, like, we both tend, we both work in a way that can, <laughs> we're laughing because we, we do, we both work in a way that can um, lead to burnout and has led to burnout. And that's something that both of us want to avoid. Uh, quite strongly, because burnout, serious burnout is really no joke, and it takes months and months to recover. And I'd rather not be unproductive for months and months and months because I push too hard. Yeah, and I think that when you are on that launch roller coaster where you're launching and then you're taking time off, launching, taking time off, it can sometimes do, it can lead to burnout because you're, you don't know your limits and you think, oh, just one more email, just one more this, just one more that. And I, you know, I'm very, very passionate about helping people avoid that because in my previous career, that's exactly what I I did. I just pushed too hard and I took too many clients on when I was a service provider. It was really a harrowing experience. And the story that I tend to tell most often, and if you've been, you know, a podcast listener and an AK follower for a, a little while, you know the story because, you know, I went to Bali the, now I understand that Bali is like the land of the enlightened coach. But back then it wasn't that cool. <laughs> no one lived in Bali yet. <laughs> uh, but I went to Bali to meet up with some friends that I hadn't seen for, for a few years. And I worked throughout the 36-hour flight without stopping. I had no naps. I got to I got to Dubai for my labor and I worked there. And then I got to Bali and I was so exhausted that when we went to this beach... I fell asleep and I got really, really bad sunburn, like really bad heat stroke to the point where I had like boils on my on my body. But my friends couldn't wake me up. I was literally out cold 
and they were shaking me and there was just nothing, you know? And I think that that whole story, and is and I realized after everyone was having a great time for two weeks and I was in bed with this, like with my body red and it was not relaxing at all, that I hadn't been on a date in two years, that, you know, I was, you know, pining after after a boy that I had no reason to be pining, that I hadn't really spent some time with my family in a really long time, and that I hadn't seen my friends, not for lack of them trying, but because I was working so much. And at that point, I was like, I need to change things. I need to figure out what to do. And that's when I got into, you know, online marketing and trying to figure out how to automate that business. But the point of that story is that when you're in burnout or when you don't take care of yourself, you tend to not remember or not notice it until it's far too late. And I think it's my life's mission to help people not leave it to that desperate, black, dark whole time, you know? And I think it's really difficult to tell someone who is in the midst of burnout, Casey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who are like, you, you know, it's really difficult to warn people. So developing that self-awareness is really, really crucial to see your signs, particularly if you've ever been burnt out or you feel like you've sort of fallen down the the lack of self-care scale. And I think the biggest misconception when you're in burnout is things will get better when they finish and that you just, as long as you push through, then things will, then you'll feel better, then you won't feel so stressed. And I think that's the biggest misconception around burnout is we think as soon as the, the stressors are finished then we will feel better and that's not actually the case and it's and having burnout then leads to physical ailments or mental emotional things that can't just be fixed by finishing that project and by pushing through and working 18 hours a day so that you can finish the project sooner leads to even worse burnout. Yeah, repeat after me. The only way out is to stop. <laughs> stop what you're doing. The only way out is to stop. It's not to go through the wall. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, one of the things... So that's why for us, self-care means trying to to stop ourselves from getting to that point where that even becomes a consideration. Yeah, one of the best books I've ever read, and it was actually a Casey recommendation, which is why I wanted to have her on the podcast because we've both experienced burnout differently. And, and had different sort of symptoms. And I think we have unique perspectives on it. The One of the best uh, books that she recommended was this book called Burnout. It's pink. It's written by two doctors. And I might be misremembering it, but this is my big take of it. First of all, when I read that book, I literally cried. Like the first chapter, I was like, this, this describes my experience of starting a business and trying to do too much. Number one. Number two, the thing that I learned is that burnout is a cycle. So if you don't let your body finish the things that it thinks it needs to do, you're sort of chasing that high of completing the project or chasing the high of getting the thing done. And your body doesn't know what to do with that adrenaline. So it it, go, it goes somewhere and it goes into ailments. So you might be still experiencing symptoms of your burnout. Like for me, it's been a lot to do with like hormones and shifting weight and not being able to basically lose the weight that I gained when I was severely burnout. I turned into a lizard. <laughs> I got all sorts of skin conditions that it took months for doctors to figure out. It was it was a bit 
it, it was a bit insane. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was, and I was still working. I was like going to all these meetings being like, oh my gosh, how do I wear clothes that cover up these like weird rashy scales I've now developed? And instead of thinking, wait a second, what am I doing in my life that's causing weird rashy lizard scales? She wasn't working with me by that point, no. <laughs> just to be very clear. <laughs> If anyone ever turns into a lizard working for me, we have a d- deeper issue. And I'm putting that on record. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I agree. So I, I read the book Burnt Out. Um, and yeah, one of the things that stands out to me is she points out that when you're, you know, if if work is something that is giving you stress and say you finish the project for your work, great. But if you're still going to work every day, your like subconscious brain is saying, oh, this is the place that stresses me out. I must I better be like on edge to make sure that I'm going to be able to handle things that potentially stress me out. And so even though you finish that project, it's still it's still triggering your brain to to have that adrenaline, to make sure you're ready for that flight, you know, fight or flight response. So it's like unless you can start to associate your work or whatever it is that's stressing you out with things that don't stress you out, you won't ever break that cycle. That's such a great point. And I think that if you think if you relate that to business, if you have just finished the launch and you think and your body remembers and has imprinted this idea that a launch is stressful or you've done, you know, maybe you've miscalculated and instead of creating a schedule where you do two sales calls in your, you know, day and then two the next day and two the next day, you've done six sales calls in one day, your body's going to associate that with major stress, particularly if you haven't eaten, if you haven't given yourself breaks, if you, I don't know, woke up with a headache or a migraine and decided to push through, then of course your body's going to remember that as a stressful thing, which is going to impact how you then show up for the next set of your launch or your sales calls, whatever it is that you need to do to actually make money in, in a business, right? Because we're business owners and business owners sell things, whether that's products, whether that's our creative stuff, or whether that's something else. It's your job to show up for you. And it's your job to be well enough to be able to do that. Because as a business owner, you've chosen to show up for yourself. So this is why I'm very passionate about, you know, not getting into a burnout cycle. And I've implemented a bunch of different things you know, after I do coaching calls and I've gone back into therapy this year to really deal with, you know, PTSD and signs of burnout, like things like I can't watch movies anymore. <laughs> like genuinely, it, <laughs> I, I, you know, I get really emotional and I my brain can't switch off. And, it, and it's a it's a weird thing that I've never, you know, I love fiction. I love writing. I love all of the things that that entails. And I, you know, I live with a writer, so not not enjoying that type of that type of um, experience is a bit of an odd one for me. But I noticed that this it was like a stress response because as you know, as the Ukraine war was going on, I stopped. You know, I, we were watching a bunch of things to try, and we was t- turning off the news and trying to, you know, make my sister feel better or whatever. And the point here is that your signs of burnout are, are might be weird things that you suddenly don't enjoy doing anymore and I think sometimes it you it coaching is not going to help you figure out how to bypass the thought of I can't watch movies anymore 
it's not going to help you figure out what that trauma is. Like that, there are different coping skills that might be needed on a physical level that you might need to integrate. So as much as I'm a coach, I love coaching people. And it's one of the things that I, you know, probably spend the most money on is coaching for myself. But when we were talking with with my coach a few weeks ago, I was like, well, you're not going to be able to coach me out of this. <laughs> like this, this is not a thought pattern that I am in or a cycle. This is this is an emotional trigger. This is just different. And I think that one of the reasons that I'm able to recognize that in a huge part is to, is really Casey's support to be able to point out those patterns and triggers. And I think that when you work closely with someone, whether it's a coach or whether it's a business partner or whether it's someone on your team, Sometimes you have to open yourself up and be open to understanding what your patterns are to be able to see what is it that you're missing in the picture. Because not liking movies, for me, it was weird. So I was like, okay, what are the things that I can do to get back to a place of normality, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. I think for me, it was part of the self-care process that I have been trying to adopt, and I think, you know, with the help of Elisa, is um, one of my symptoms of burnout was I just felt really, like, foggy-brained, and I was forgetting things and not being able to keep track of to-do lists and missing out on things, and I'm usually a very detail-oriented person, so this felt very out of character for me. It wasn't something I was able to deal with, and one of the things that I have to keep reminding myself as part of my self-care practice is that this is okay, that this is not, you know, it's not indicative of my inability to do my job. This is just a consequence of a period of burnout that I experienced that I'm still working through and that I'm still, you know, being kind to myself about the fact that, you know, yeah, sometimes I forget things now in a way that I never used to um, and to not beat myself up about it because then I'll just end up in the same cycle that I was before. Yeah, because I think the the burnout I experienced, particularly last year, was just very different. It was to do with different things. And I think that it's okay. I'm still able to show show up and do my job. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people think is that, and to be honest, it, this was even like a little thought that I, I had as I was planning, you know, the outline for this episode. And I was thinking, oh my God, do I really want to tell people that I was really burnt out last year? But also, <laughs> like, it would be weird if I wasn't in a way, you know, <laughs> um, having put together a bundle in like a week and then made a, you know, and then made a bunch of money and then had to figure out a safe way to, to get it to people. Like, it would be odd if I found that experience really happy and light, you know? Um, and I think ditto with you, like with the stuff that Casey went through in her personal life last year. It would be weird if she was like a whole wholesome human being and radiating love, joy and positivity. I'm not saying she doesn't, she does. But also, <laughs> like, there are just consequences to life happening around us. And I think there is a really big misconception that you can't be a great leader, you can't still show up, you can't make money, you can't serve the people. Like, I would hope and say and like we have testimonials to prove it so I feel I can say this on record that all of my clients last year were well looked after and had great results and still experienced the best of of my ability at that time and you know I was still able to show up as as the person that I want to be in my business because I had these practices in the back end to to give me that reset to be able to come at it from a, a clear space, which tr you know truthfully, Elisa from let's say eight seven years ago wouldn't have been able to do that, you know if I hadn't had that initial experience of burnout 
and inability to function, then I wouldn't have been able to navigate that year and come out of it from a positive angle to give myself the tools and the practices and the habits that I need to to reset, you know, whether that's doing yoga or doing um, therapy or doing something else, you know? Yeah, and I think that's a really good point is that self-care looks different for everyone and we need to be really conscientious of, you know, it's not just a prescriptive thing, you know, so-and-so says that you'll feel much better if you only do X, Y, and Z. I think it's more about, you know, what works for you and being really self-reflective. All this to say that we can't write a prescription on how to cure burnout. Yeah, or even like helping you lead a balanced life. Uh, I think this is a project that we've been, we've undertaken and it's one of the core things that we actively work on and there's nothing wrong with that. You actively admitting to yourself that you might be tired or feeling a bit burnt out or feeling a bit run down. Like there's obviously scales to the level of burnout that people experience it's absolutely okay and it's normal and I think it's almost an epidemic in our industry specifically that a lot of people experience it and then they are so scared of admitting to themselves that they're tired because they think it's gonna you know negatively impact their business and I'm here to tell you that no like it's okay most people I talk to are tired in an, to an extent have off days do feel a bit of burnout and could use a self-care practice to get them into, you know, a good cycle. And at the beginning of the year, that's what we sat down and we were like, what is the self-care journey that we need to to implement for ourselves? Because what I need is very different to what Casey needs. Which is why Elisa has designed a self-care journal. Yeah, and I pulled I pulled a few conversations that we had at the beginning of of the year too to to do this, but I wanted to make it an available resource for everyone here on our podcast and everyone in our audience, whether you're a paying member of our membership or something else or not. I really want to give you this gift of self care. Thus, the self care week that we are hosting this week. All of our all of our content is going to be focused on self-care practices, things that work for us. So follow us over on in the Instagrams and inside of our Facebook group. We'll link all the links down below. But basically, we really want you to download this journal and really look at what are the things that you need to implement for yourself. I don't know you as well as you know you. Like I know what I need, but I don't know what you need. And I can give you helpful tips and suggestions, but every great coach knows that it's about helping you find your own answers. So I've asked you some coaching questions and I've divided the self-care journal into five parts. Do you want me to run through the journal? Yeah. Would that be helpful for the people? Yeah. Okay, great. So let me let me run you guys through what, what I actually designed. So part one is about what do you need? What do you need from yourself, from your business, from your life? And I think a lot of us just don't think about that. We don't think about what is it that I need? What is it that would make me happy? We're so busy helping other people, I, I find, a lot of the time, that it's difficult to think about what is it that you need. And I found that that was really the biggest question that Casey kept asking me last year. Like, what is it that you need? What is it that you need? What, and I'd be like, leave me alone. I don't know what I need. But it really, it got me into this habit of, again, asking all my clients. All my clients are laughing right now because I keep asking them the yeah. same question. <laughs> but it really is a great one. Um, then part two is about boundaries, right? If you've ever s- struggled with setting boundaries, that's a really great um, section around what are the questions that you need to ask yourself? 
What are the boundaries that you really need to put up and how to be able to do that in an effective way? Because a lot of people don't struggle with saying, you know, I need this. They struggle with actually maintaining that line, right? It's easy to say to your partner, I need 30 minutes of alone time. But if your partner keeps coming in every time you have your 30 minutes, you know, it's difficult to then reinforce that boundary. So I've asked you some great questions around boundaries in part two. In part three, we're talking about habits for success. Uh, habits are something that I've struggled with all my life. As you know, I've recorded many an episode around habits in this podcast. But habits for success, like what are the things that really need to happen? Again, it's it's the working out of your, what is your bare minimum list? And I think habits help you do that because now we we have systems and processes set up that help us have those habits so that we can have the self-care, you know? As in, I have a specific oil that I really like to use in my bath. That's a really, you know, silly example, but it's self, it's self-ordering. <laughs> so it comes to me. <laughs> That's a habit for success in my mind. So it might be something silly like that, or it might be an SOP that you need to film, right? It doesn't, what you need, again, is different to what I need. But there is a whole section around that. Then I've written a part around nighttime routines. I have found that the nighttime routine, I don't know about you, Casey. Casey's like not an, she's an early bird <laughs> and I'm a night owl. So I found the nighttime routine for both of us actually is really, really important in setting up our day correctly. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, it hits midnight and I just fall asleep no matter where I am. So <laughs> making sure that I give myself the time to wind down and get what I need done before I know that that wall is just going to hit and I'm just going to fall asleep um, is really important for me to wake up in the morning not feeling stressed from the beginning. Yeah, and as we know, stress leads to burnout, so we want to avoid that as much as as uh, we can. And actually, I used to get really pissed off with my partner, not Casey, my my love partner, because he's the same way. It hits like ten o'clock, and he's just he's a noodle, and I'm like, how? There's a whole life out there. But I think having your own nighttime routine, actually him having a routine and me having a routine, has helped us figure out a cadence that works for us. So I know that when I get into bed later, because that's just what happens, right? It's not like a big deal anymore. And it's it's helped me set better boundaries too. So they all build on each other because I have been through this rodeo before. And I'm giving you really all of the questions that I ask myself um, that have helped me. And then we have designed, and I say we, I, I gave Casey a tracker that I like. and She tweaked it <laughs> to make it perfect. <laughs> um, we've designed a tracker based on Brendan Brouchard's um, Habits for Success that I have used for many years. But in my experience, the tracker is very like manly. It's clearly written by, by a man who doesn't um, necessarily who have... wants to win at life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, how do I not offend Brendan? Because I love all of his, uh, all of his like resources. But also, yes, I uh, I w- also want to win in life, but I also want to have yoga <laughs> and time time to reflect and do the things. So uh, Casey's designed the daily review, um, and she's called it "Being Our Best Selves." And for the week of the self care, I want us all to do a tracker. I want us all to commit to this daily exercise and to pay attention to the things that actually matter to us because what you know what you focus on your attention is where your energy goes and I want us to pay attention to being our best selves no matter how tired or burnt out or really great you feel you know I think there's always a level to feeling great too so I really hope that you download the the journal and that you 
take the time to actually do the exercises. I've given you time estimates for each one. You know, put a put a block in your calendar to to go through that. Um, and I know that there's there's a whole like industry narrative that people don't value free things, but I don't think that's true. I have downloaded many a free resource that I absolutely loved, and I think that every single one of you, uh, if you're anything like me, and if you've resonated with anything we've said at all, could really have some great benefits and some great breakthroughs through going through this journal and really asking yourself those questions that are going to help you set you up for success and being your best self. Yeah, I'm really excited about self-care week. Maybe oh, next year, maybe next year we'll do self-care month. Oh, I like that. Notes to self. Self-care month. <laughs> Can we make it pink and yes. glittery? Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so the link for that will be in the um in the in the I was going to say in my bio the link will be in my bio in all the places but it will also be in the show notes um I want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast thank you so much for caring about having balance I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't and I think there is such a toxic hustle culture that permeates every single program that I've ever taken from like a guru and I think that the fact that you've even made it to this point um I want to I want to have a code word I saw one of my mentors do this. If you're here and you're listening to this, what's a silly code work that they can DM us on Instagram? Pineapple. Okay, give me a pineapple emoji or a, or just the word pineapple in the DMs. And I really want to hear your story. Have you been burnt out? Have you found a great resource? Let's really make this week about sharing the things that have worked for us. And I'll share as many of them as I can with my audience. Um and, you know, you can send me things anonymous, anonymously too. I won't share your name or whatever. But I really want to make sure that we band together as a community and really help each other. Because, again, like we are we are just taking on this project and I'm definitely not perfect. I'm definitely saying, you know, I feel like I am getting to the other side of all the things that happened last year. And I want to share more with you. And I want you to see that there is an entrepreneur out there who is successful, who is happy to talk about these hard things that most entrepreneurs talk about behind the scenes in masterminds and in and in Voxer group chats. These are the conversations that we have. We, we, ha we talk about how tired we are. We talk about how you know, things need to happen. And we talk about how to manage that. And I think that there needs to be a lot more education that's public facing that talks about this to help other people stop, you know, and, and not imprint that stress and that burnout. Yeah. So as always, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Yay! Do we love Casey or do we love Casey? Uh, <laughs> I you love have, being here. <laughs> you, you have no choice. <laughs> we have to love Casey. No, it's, it's such a pleasure to, it's such a pleasure to have someone else come in and give that perspective too. And I think that, um, having you on more often is just such a such a great vibe because people get to people love you behind the scenes like they end up liking Casey more than me, which is which is <laughs> a hard a competition, <laughs> which is a hard pill to swallow when you've been the face of the business for a long time. But it's okay, I love her more than me too. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, pineapple is the secret word. Uh, DM me no matter what week it is even if it's past uh, Valentine's Day I still want to know your stories there's always it's always a good time to share with me what what are the things that are working for you and what are not you know maybe we can help and point you in the right direction so have an unforgettable day we will speak to you next time stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically 
Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.